0: Welcome everybody. This is Mr. Holman, Ronnie Holman, Family Support Specialist for Say Yes Cleveland, up here in the second floor of John Adams, and this is Rebel Nation Podcast, the first one of this school year. Woo. So we have we have a, a special guest here today. Her name is Jada. I'm going to let her, you know, talk and introduce herself and kind of. Uh, let us know what it is that she do before we get into the questions Welcome Jada
1: Oh, thank you guys
0: So what is it that you do? Oh wow Tell we'll us do, a little bit about it
1: we'll do a plethora of things um, So I'll sum it up and just say I'm a serial entrepreneur So I'm an entrepreneur, I started entrepreneurship around like, what, 19 years old I started my company, Indie So Indie stands for Individuality The Indie Group LLC is my marketing firm I basically market individual artists I help them understand the value of their brand so brand management i'm an artist manager I have a few artists under me um let's see i just curated an art house space so it's a real estate as well i'm an investor but we also sell property but we basically just renovated my grandmother's house into an art gallery space um what else i do i educate i'm an art teacher i teach entrepreneurship and business to the youth um, I'm just a cool person to know. <laughs> so yeah.
0: Yeah, we've noticed. That's <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. So look, we we just gonna go on and get right into it. Um, and we're talking about the Crown Act today, okay? The Crown Act. And anybody jump in and say something, introduce yourself, and then say what uh, whatever your your answer your response is to the question. What is the Crown Act, and why is it significant in the context of diversity and discrimination? Anybody can answer that
2: I'm <clears throat> um, Zach And it's important Because the Crown Act Like protects you From getting discriminated Against your hair
0: Okay you want to elaborate On that a little more Zach
2: Alright Basically like Some companies um, Would tell you Like you have to change your hair Because it looks Unprofessional or something But the Crown Act stopped that effect.
0: Wait a minute You telling me There's companies out here that tell you they don't want to hire you or something like that because of the way your hair look, the way your hair looks, Zach. Sadly, sadly, mm. isn't that something? You wanna um, weigh twin
3: Hi guys, hi. <laughs> I'm Samari, and um, yeah, um, basically it is what like Zach said, but um, if this law was to be passed it would basically prevent like businesses and like any organization basically from discriminating. P- most likely will, would be like African Americans or people of minority. So, yeah, that's been the Crown Act.
1: So y'all gotta educate me real quick. This is actually like in passing right now. Like they. About no, to it's to pass not it? a
3: law yet. It started um in California. Only like some states have it. Like it's not something that everyone needs to enforce, basically. Mm-hmm. So like okay. it's still places like even like. Like even in Ohio, it's like places where you can be discriminated against.
1: Got you. So they're mm. trying to pass it or not pass it?
2: Exactly. They trying to pass it. Okay.
0: Yeah, and and see, each each one of us sitting here uh, on this podcast, we we are African Americans, and we have some type of uh, culture sound. I mean, style of our hair sitting right here. So. Uh, uh, Talk to us about uh, anybody that that's ever experienced any type of discrimination or bias based on, you know, you guys' natural hair texture or style. Has anybody ever experienced that or even heard about it?
2: Like, I, don't, I don't think it was really discrimination, but when I was young and stuff, I went to Christian school, and they had, I had got a design in my head, and they made me, like, cut it out mm-hmm. just because you can't have that.
0: Christian school, what kind of Christian school? Catholic? Mm -mm. Or just a regular Christian school? Okay. It
2: was like in that first grade, though.
0: Right. Jada?
1: I wouldn't say a situation in terms of my hair, but I will say just like the, the aesthetic of like black hair and black freedom of hair that you see now, like especially like in this high school specifically, like as I walk the halls, we did not see that in my high school. Um, and not necessarily because it wasn't allowed, per se, but just because it wasn't necessarily pushed to be okay, to feel okay, to, like, you know, express that natural hair, let alone, like, you know, do big chops, do natural styles, turn it blue, red, all of that, like, mm-hmm. you know. So I do remember, because um, I went to St. de DePores High School, I do remember that, like, if the guys wore, like, locks or braids, they went past the collar, they had to cut it. I remember... Um, I mean just like I spent some time in the South I spent like three years in Houston, Texas I lived in Houston for three years So I remember getting to Houston and realizing Just the difference of like uh, Being black in Houston versus being black in Cleveland Like it's just a It's a difference in the undertone It's a difference of just like the The cadence of being in the Midwest Versus being in the South So stuff like that will definitely like Show you um, the origin Of where the stuff like what we are talking about Is coming from so I'll say that
0: mm yeah.
3: um, I wouldn't say I've ever been like discriminated against because of my hair, but um we were having a conversation in class with um, keep saying, um <laughs> with Dr. Payton and she was basically saying how sometimes like as black girls or as a black person peer, you have to like dial yourself down like to go to an interview or something like i'm not, I'm not gonna wear my natural hair or like a special occasion like. I have to have my hair a certain way. I can't wear it in its natural style. So we're basically seeing how like we have to dial ourselves down because we don't just because of like social standards. Basically, like mm-hmm. we feel like we can't wear our natural hair because it's just not seen as right or common.
0: Yeah, literally. And see, I, I've had an experience too. I went to a training program um, a little bit after I graduated high school. And I finished the program, and I remember the job, the job placement department. I had dreads then, if y'all could believe that I had dreads. <laughs> but, but the uh, the the lady told me she said, "Well, you're not gonna find a job. Nobody's gonna hire you." And I said, "Why?" She said, "Because of your hair." And I couldn't believe it. And I was like, "Well, what's wrong with my hair? It's it's clean. It's neat." And she said, "Because they just don't like that. They don't accept that." On jobs and everything So I cut my hair during that time And it's been cut ever since Because of that So I think this act is very important I'm, I'm very glad that you guys Miss D is teaching you guys about this And bringing awareness to the Crown Act And hopefully you know, This act a, a, a be official And pass in Ohio um, Because being a teacher A former teacher in a Catholic school They didn't allow that as Zach said, at a Christian school, they didn't allow you to have um, certain hairstyles. You couldn't wear your hair a certain way, certain colors or anything. Basically, they didn't allow us to be us. Exactly. They didn't allow us to be us. So um, also, we, we have a, a audience full of students, Ms. D's class sitting here. If you guys want to chime in and ask a question at any time, just raise your hand and we'll definitely answer the question up here on the panel. Uh, the next question I have for you guys is like uh, How does the Crown Act aim To address the issue of discrimination Against natural hair In schools and workplaces How does the Crown Act Aim to address the issue of discrimination Against natural hair In schools and workplaces You guys kind of touched on it a little yeah, bit Yeah but- like
3: Yeah that no, would basically be going back to um, What I already said before But yeah, it would basically just like, like some students would be like scared to like be themselves at school. So like, I feel like if if it was to be passed, like you would see more of like students like like culture-wise as well, like people culture like they have to dim down their culture in school and workplaces. Mm-hmm. But that's as you were saying, like that's them, like that's their life. I feel like like no one else should be able to like negotiate like how I. How I like identify Myself
0: Right So so since we Since we've touched on it Already Explain how important It is then For this act To, to pass
2: I mean it's very important Because We just want to be Like Just judged by their hair That's like crazy mm-hmm. And then, like your hair Is like A representation Of who you is A little bit you feel me? Because Just how you wear your hair Is
3: a part of you Right, right, and it also doesn't determine, like, the way I work or I think. Like, it has nothing to do with me as as, as an employee, a student. Like, anywhere I go, my work is my work. You're going to hire me or you're going to accept me because of me, not because of the way I look or what you think about how I look.
0: Right. So, Jada, does it have anything... In your opinion, does it have anything to do with your intelligence?
1: I was about to say, y'all know I got a whole higher level of understanding of this little act. So <laughs> I'm like, okay. Because um, hearing y'all speak from a student perspective, and, like, I'm totally, like, out of high school at this point. So I'm thinking from, like, an a educator perspective. So the fact that it's even on the table is, like, mind-boggling. <laughs> the fact, I mean, in 2023 specifically, the fact that it's on the table in 2023 Is mind-boggling because it kind of shows you what they're thinking about. Like, they're, as in Congress, they, that's the day that we're talking about, to be specific. It's not just like a a group of random people. It's Mm -hmm. like Congress. (laughs) So, it's like, it's showing, for me and my brain specifically, um, the type of stuff that they talk about. They get around just like this, like how we are in a round table with about as many people as it is in this room. And they have conversations like this and they talk about topics like this and clearly this is a topic of discussion that they feel needs to be addressed but not like in a sense of like oh I'm addressing this it's more so like a sense of control
0: mm-hmm. so it's
1: like um, I'm literally like visual, visualizing a group of people who don't look like us who are talking about just um, just different ways that they could probably get you know con- Back control of whatever they lost control of, which in this conversation is freedom of thought. It's not necessarily freedom of um, yeah, I want to dye my hair or lock my hair. Or or freedom of expression. It's it's freedom of expression, freedom of Uh, thought, freedom of just you. (laughs) Like freedom of your individuality. So
0: We had a question. We had a question out there, Jada. What's your question?
1: That is a beautiful question. And I'm absolutely. glad that you asked me Great directly because the answer is absolutely no. Um, let let, let so, me let uh, me let me repeat a, the question <laughs> real quick. Okay.
0: So the question that was asked was: Have we ever felt the need to change ourselves, basically, to be accepted in college or or a job or something like that? Correct? All right.
1: So I'm gonna tell you no for me because. Um, That's what has always made me stand out is my individuality. Like, I literally was the kid in middle school, high school, college (laughs) that, like, was different. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I took that as, like, a fuel. Like, I was an athlete. I was, like, yeah, (laughs) confident. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a difference when you know yourself versus when you, like, trying to compare and contrast yourself. You know what I'm saying? That confidence goes a long way. Like, you need to know confidence is what's gonna set you apart from even listening to this conversation and being like oh like they really okay because your confidence is gonna be like bruh like ain't nobody about to tell me what to do with my you know what i'm saying (laughs) like it's like a it's like um i never i won't say I, i never went through feeling like high school was a struggle or feeling like um okay i'm in this pool of students with different people personalities and stuff it's difficult to go through high school it's difficult to like Find out who you're going to be and be like, oh, okay, I'm going to be this person. And then life happens and you're like, dang, I don't know. I, I think I want to be this person. Right. So definitely you naturally go through change. But like within that, staying true to yourself and staying true to myself has always been like what has set me apart from anybody else or anything. So that's like a fuel that I think carries literally like
0: ooh, mm-hmm.
1: a fuel that carries Myself, my character, everything that I think I'm literally doing, or, like, anything that I want to do. It's, like, you have to know that um, the stuff that we're talking about definitely matters, but it doesn't at the same time, if you understand what I'm saying. Right. Like, y'all got so much time and so much space and opportunity to create and to get things like this, like, we're talking about it, but, like, really doing something about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, y'all really got the time in this space, room. Year, next year To really create and think with y'all minds On how to change What we just talked about Those people who don't look like us What they talk about How to change what they talk about How to change what they thinking about Because if you just ask me that question It's something out there that's making y'all think That y'all gotta change yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you just ask me that question Then it's something that is going in the air that's Without making, somebody even you know saying, what I'm saying anything Without somebody saying it yeah. That's making y'all think y'all gotta be alike Or making y'all think Y'all got to, I don't know, be like people on TV or be yeah. like people on social media. You know what I'm saying? Um,
0: how how many of you sitting out there now feel like they have to change uh, their cultural identity and style to fit in without anybody saying anything? Be honest. Raise your hand. Anybody? You. Nobody? Oh, that's Cap. Oh, Zach? Oh, but. Okay, Zach, talk about that.
2: I'm not. I'm not. Change, I'm not talking about my hair or nothing. But like, right. when it comes to just like working somewhere, mm-hmm. you got to be more professional, more vocal. Mm-hmm. But that's natural. You know what I'm saying just because companies want you to represent them, in reality, you really got to do what they say if you want some money. You don't got to. But, yeah,
1: that's how it is. So I'm gonna elaborate on that because I'm entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. So that just stabbed me in my heart. So I feel when because when you say change, I would ask you beautiful audience member to elaborate on that because yes, if I'm working in a profession, like if I worked for John Adams, I would have to abide by John Adams rules to, like you just said, get paid, go through the things that I'm having to do. Right. But if I felt that this wasn't aligned with what I'm naturally doing, and let's say John Adams now wants me to teach something that I'm not okay with teaching. Cause y'all know how I get down when I educate and if they want me to do something that's not on that curriculum, and I know that's in my spirit, I can't be here. Yeah. And that's the change that we're talking about. That's that. Oh, they want me to. Ooh, they want me to walk like this. I walk like that. They want me to talk like this, but I talk like that. They want me to cut this, but this my. Oh no, nah, I can't be affiliated no more. That's the the power in making that decision. Cause if we just like this building gonna be here. That job you're talking about going to be there. They was there before they put out that they was hiring. You feel me? Yeah. They're going to stay there and they're going to find another one as soon as you slide. So that's why it's important for when you feel that energy, you say, you know what? I ain't changing that. But what can I do to capitalize off this feeling that I feel to do it myself, to create something that I did that they can't change for me? Because if I do that, then I ain't got to apply nowhere. Yes. I ain't gotta put in no resume. I just created my own resume. Thank y'all for what y'all did, but I'm cool. We out. Right. I know what I want to do now. You see what I'm saying? Deep. Deep. Miss
0: D, you had a question. Hey Jay, I have a question for you. You're a music producer. Mm-hmm. Um, you produce everybody. When you have an image, you gotta put out there. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you got a new artist coming up. Right. Do you change that style, um, sort of like what Zach
1: was saying for the money. Like you might be that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to say is, are you going to change it up to capitalize off of it? Right, so I'm an artist manager, so I'll be direct. Like, I manage my artists, it's like you parent. You know what I'm saying? It's like being a parent. Like, you you wouldn't tell your child to change up their art style because the next person is doing fine art, but they like abstract art. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would literally disrupt their creative process. So what I do, exactly, like, what I would do, is just tell them like if this is something that you know would match your style let's add in some of those drums let's add in some of that that feeling that you feel when you're listening to that person live let's make the live version sound more like this but with your same style so that you're not literally stripping your style and copying somebody else because the secret to why that person's style already hit is because they already had a bigger machine behind them we don't. So we're not gonna act like we do. And what's gonna get us to that next level is being genuine in that style that you already have. So that's that's literally what I tell all my artists. Like, don't. If we switching up, it's because we elevating. It's not because we copying. Right.
0: Uh, all right.
2: Well, uh, why do you think hair has became such an important symbol of culture identity?
1: Oh, cause we run this thing. What you mean? <laughs> you know that we we run it like we. As black people As black culture I mean it's always this, did, this is not the first time This has happened We are Here baby We've been yeah, here and
2: I, So <laughs> I think like uh, Hair is just more, It's more than what it just is To other people Like it runs deep
1: It's How deep y'all
2: want me to go like, on this he, podcast Hair is really <laughs> like or not Come on, I'm, se- I'm, I'm come gonna, go, even go, even go ahead, right No, okay. go ahead, cause we both be like, how deep yeah. they want us yeah, to go? Man, man.
0: Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I was saying what I was saying as far as like changing cult your cultural it's, identity. It's deep. Yeah, it's yeah not deep just your right? hair, but it's you know everything. What
1: I'm saying? It's if you, cause I'll do it for you. a kid? I ain't gonna. I'll do it. So listen, the hair as a black person. If y'all don't know, since y'all are all here, your hair is an antenna. Okay, your natural hair. Slow natural okay this is one lock okay this is like an antenna to the ethers ethers up up there upstairs heaven all that the natural whatever y'all want to call it on which i don't know what y'all believe in but the universe okay your hair is literally like an antenna so if i was like a like an animal with antennas the antennas do what what do antennas do audience what do antennas do they get the energy from what grab signals from what what they getting energy from
2: so, um, specifically, if know, mm-hmm. the source right
1: yeah. the source of bigger I, energy right so it's a bigger energy source that's coming into our hair right that makes it not just grow <laughs> but it literally goes into our dna and how we are it's it's deeper than like oh yeah you're black because you're melanin no it's deeper than that and that's the part that y'all go educate yourselves on but the point of them even having this conversation or even, like, having the topic of this conversation on the table is because they know that. They know what I just said. And mm-hmm. they know that y'all and a whole bunch of other y'all and a whole bunch of other different John Adams is waking up, and they know that y'all are, like, homegirl right here with the puffballs rocking y'all natural hair with no problem. Like, I'm telling y'all, when I was at St. Ron pores in 2011, you wouldn't have did that. <laughs> you would have been like, Mom, can I get some braids? Or you would have had a rap.
0: And, and you Period. know and you know what Jada since you since you said that I have a question with that mm-hmm. If we were I know we're in our comfort zone because mm-hmm. we're at John Adams mm-hmm. so the school is predominantly our culture sure. Afri- African American. but if we were at another school mm. would we be comfortable with wearing our our red hair, our pink hair, our puff balls? would we be comfortable with expressing ourselves like that?
1: I, I think I would say yes for this generation for sure, because they trendset without y'all have the luxury and the confidence to know how to capitalize mm-hmm. instantly. So I do think that if just if this generation was in a um, like a more mixed school they're like maybe like in Solon, if we put John Adams in Solon High School. I think they would thrive because I think they would trend it. I think that it would, <laughs> I think they would flip it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, fl- yeah. I think it would be reversed, and you can see that happening right now. If you just get on TikTok, you can see that the reason why the the TikToker TikTokers that are trending right now is because they steal the culture of our creators. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But but
0: twin, uh, and and I'm gonna pick on you because you came from a suburban school. I mm-hmm. did. How was that?
3: Um. I was just myself like i don't like i already came from like this area and then i went there so like i never felt the need to change anything about myself because like even when i was there like i found people like me so i was really like never like i never experienced like feeling the need to change myself because there was already people like me there that's who Mm, i got it towards so like yeah no i never yeah i've never felt the need to do that
1: before. and i want to say something too, because you see how her answer was totally different than what we perceived her experience to be
2: mm-hmm.
1: i think that's what's happening here it's like they want y'all to think that <laughs> something is what it's not like we really good like we, we cool everything is peachy but they want you to think it's not because it's energy that they want to stir up you know what i'm saying they want to make you question yourself mm-hmm. but we, we solid <laughs> like we okay
0: so this leads to my next question in what mm-hmm. ways can schools and educators such as yourself Jada and Ms D uh, what can educators play how can they play a role in raising awareness about the Crown Act and promoting understanding of cultural diversity?
1: I would say doing things like right now like I mean I'm out of school obviously but I had no clue this was even on the table. So like I said just knowing that it's on the table, It's on the table with a a plethora of other different topics as well. So I would say doing what you're doing right now, making sure that y'all generation understand what this information is in, like, layman's terms so y'all can understand it. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of watering it down so y'all language, like y'all just did. (laughs) Like, y'all got a podcast talking about these conversations for a reason so that y'all can understand it because y'all care about it. I can't say that in 2011 when I graduated in high school that my direct graduating class would have been interested in talking about these conversations because mm-hmm. the times was just different like we wasn't we wasn't thinking about connecting dots because we didn't really understand the power that we had to connect those dots cuz social media was like just popping, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just coming through. So y'all have like so much access to the information. Y'all just educated me, like, on the podcast live So, like, y'all have so much access to information To turn these, like, old, boring topics, you feel me Into, like, something that people want to listen to
0: Segue into the next question Alright
2: Do you think there's a generational shift in how natural hair is perceived Especially with the rise of social media and representation in mainstream media? Um,
1: yes, of course I'm gonna let you go first
3: Um, okay y- yes um because clearly like social media has like a great influence on the generation now so anything that you see on social media is clearly gonna spread everybody's gonna have it like she was just saying earlier like hairstyles like anything that that like are that like we create you're gonna see it everywhere like it's just bound to happen especially on social media mm-hmm. yeah. i
2: agree but yeah uh now you could just see anybody wearing any hairstyle, almost like. Mm-hmm. I, when you said if you went in like it was, this was a more mixed school. I bet it'd be like white girls wearing box braids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying like stuff like that just becoming normal, and normal. Right.
1: I would. I would agree. I would say we've always been pushing that narrative though. Like even. Like if you just talk about like slavery like they they made us cut our hair because our hair had that connection that I talked about you know what I'm saying so it's like through time um, that always like was gonna change like it's almost like um, black people got like a rebellious spirit so it doesn't matter what setbacks we experience it doesn't matter what doctrines are put in place to try to stop certain things' or like zigzag us around to the and go like mm-hmm. we gonna get there regardless So it's like this needle, For fashion, this needle for hair, this needle for expression, this needle for black people in media or black people in like areas of jobs that you never saw. It was always gonna happen. Mm -hmm. It's like a universal shift.
0: Yeah, we don't like to be in a box. You know? Definitely don't like to be in a box. Does anybody have any question? Anybody? Okay. Well, (laughs) so uh, this question uh, is for you guys. Have you ever felt pressure to conform to certain hairstyles? It's kind of like what we were talking about, you know, a bit earlier. But even in our culture, though, have you ever felt uh, pressure to conform to certain hair standards or styles due to societal expectations? And how can we challenge these expectations?
1: I wouldn't say expectations, but I would say I was definitely more influenced to go natural during a natural shift. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, what was that? Like 2012 through 2013. Mm-hmm. The girls in my age group in class were literally like doing big chops <laughs> and like watching the YouTube videos. I'm like, okay, if I cut my hair, this what it's going to look like. This going to be my natural texture. So like I would definitely say that era definitely positively persuade us to be like oh okay bet this what our natural hair look like because it's not bad (laughs) like you know what i'm saying like we literally shifted what that narrative looked like from like your natural hair is ugly to your natural hair you know what i'm saying it's beautiful so that's the shift that i would say i was definitely a part of and it i mean that made me cut my hair i cut my hair i cut my like i guess permed hair off in like 2000, what, like 2013? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh snap, I just cut all my, like, it was so crazy. I was like, what, sophomore at Kent State, my friend had did it, and she basically was like, okay, I'm about to do it. Like, once we start, it ain't gonna go back. I'm like, bro, I can't believe I'm about to do this. Like, what is going on? And then she cut it. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, and I couldn't understand the science. Like, so, dang, I've been going to get wraps and going to get perms. And, like, that was my hair. But, like, my natural hair texture feels totally different. But it's like, that was all still my hair. But the hair that's permed it's like, chemicals in it. You know what I'm saying? So the textures are totally different. The natural hair growing out of my scalp, which is this, was, you know, obviously so short when I first cut it. But it's, like, even now, like, what (laughs) like you know what I'm saying like that starts from when you just chop it so why would anybody you know what I'm saying want to control that natural it's like a plant like you can't tell a plant how to grow a plant gonna grow how it grow like
0: so let me so let me say this Jada let me let me ask uh two students here you guys take science (laughs) so you do you guys feel like it's pressure based on um, environmental challenges and also atmospheric challenges. You know how they talk about the chemicals and things like that in the atmosphere. Do y'all think it's a challenge and pressure to change our hairstyles?
2: It, no, we, we've been talking about this, but I think it's like just a social contract, social construct that was just built up mm-hmm. over time where it was like your hair gotta be like this way to look professional, you feel me? And then anything outside of this is just unprofessional. You know, and then most of the time, it'll just be, like, anything anything unprofessional is, like, dominant in the black race. Yeah, so that's societal kind of
0: expectation. Change. Yeah. Yeah. Twin.
3: Um, like, I think the only reason that, like, we would ever have to change our hair, like, because, like, the atmosphere, like, and like that. Basically like, I'm to be honest Like <laughs> Who's going to have Like a Levi Like firing their hair During the summertime <laughs> Like that's never Going to happen hey. Like you're not Going to see Us walking around Like summertime Okay we're getting Our box braids During the winter you go going to Slick s- Press your hair Like <laughs> yeah <laughs> You're never Going to see us Walking around With a fresh Silk press During the summer
0: <laughs> Cause we do need Some type of oil <laughs> Yeah we need on Something our- <laughs> <laughs> That's good That's good Yo <laughs> Basically we know <laughs> What we are doing <laughs>
1: Yeah very
3: much so got So out.
0: So we We have probably About uh, 13 minutes So What are some steps Students Can take To support The Crown Act And advocate For its adoption In their communities
2: It could be simple Just like Just be yourself And don't let nobody Tell you What to do With your hair or With yourself Whatever mm-hmm. Without
3: this I think, like, people, like, bullying for natural hair is still a thing. So, like, even if it wasn't just because somebody told me that, like, I couldn't wear my hair this way. I Like, some people don't want to because it's not seen as something that's, like, we say, like, yes, wear your hair, wear your hair. But it's still people around is going to try to, like, discredit you for wearing your real hair or doing something that you're supposed to do naturally. Like, yeah, so... Schools, I would just basically say, like, I don't know, like, just be confident enough to bring your own hair no matter what oh, anybody yeah. got to say about it.
0: Oh, yeah. Jada, educator, tell oh, us how, how you feel as a what steps students can take to support this.
1: I would agree. I mean, I would say be confident. Like, I mean, honestly, y'all got all the power, no cap. Like, the we as educators have power to educate you, but once we give you that power, you got it. <laughs> so... You take it and you, y'all literally are, I'm not trying to sound like an old person because I ain't old, but when they be like, oh, it's y'all turn now, like, that's what this is. So, I would say y'all got the power to change whatever y'all are trying to change. It could be in this, in the walls of John Adams or it could be on y'all street, but if it's the topic of natural hair and y'all know that, okay, this is a thing, like she just said, that confidence is going to take y'all so far and if more than like, you know, All y'all in this room got that confidence in y'all walking through, y'all gonna change more than just natural hair. That's a good answer.
0: There's a petition online. Doug, the company Doug, has a petition that we can all sign. Our representative is Marshall Butch. Oh, wow. So, so what, Ms, what Ms. D. just said is uh, there's a petition on live, online uh, that Dove has. So you can go to Dove's website to sign a petition um, for this act. And I think that's, that's highly important. It's very important because although we may not see it as something as serious, it is serious, you know, um, and it continues to be serious and it will continue to be serious unless we act on it, unless we act on it. Okay so um, And this will be Kind of wrapping it up we can kind of wrap it up with this But what kind of impact do you guys Think that the crown act can have on Future generations in terms Of self expression And cultural pride
1: I would say just um, Having it put in place is showing That like it's an Adamacy to be Yourself like it's like kind of like If it passes it's like in the doctrine That like black people cool like their hairstyles is cool like it's not even like we needed to have that as a stamp to be cool but it's just showing like okay certain things that matter to black people which is like our hair like what <laughs> one it can't be nickpicked on because it's in this document now it's, it's doctrinated now it's, it's past or whatever the term they would use but that's what I would say like it would literally just You know, put a stamp on certain things that we are already petitioning for to change in our culture. And it would just make that, like, a nice little icing on the cake. Something else y'all can't touch. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. hmm Mm -hmm. You have something on that, Zach? Oh, they got all that. She said it all. You good, twin? Yeah, I I agree. We had a question.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: that happened to my brother he was a security guard i mean he quit but i mean like i'm this is like in my family like we don't assimilate ourselves to people systems things outside of us so like when this happened to my brother he literally was like they told me i gotta cut my beard and i'm not cutting my beard so i'm not going back it's as simple as that It, it don't even take a long conversation it don't take yeah so like bro it don't take none of that once you tell me that me is not okay in this space i'm out you ain't gotta worry about me no more so i would encourage y'all to act like that and be like that if if anybody ever make you as a being as a person as a soul feel not wanted slide you don't gotta stay that's it it's deeper than hair that's any situation
0: yeah For me, uh, one of my first jobs that I had straight out of high school, I I worked at, you guys don't know this, but Finest Supermarket, that's the name of it. Oh, wow, I remember that. (laughs) That was my first job, I was a teenager, and uh, I was a bagger. See, grocery stores, they don't have that now, but it was baggers at the grocery store, and they told me I had to cut my little facial hair off Mm. just to be a bagger. And I wanted to leave the job because I'm like, <laughs> because I just start growing pretty? this. <laughs> I just start growing this. I don't want to cut it off, you know, just so I can bag. What does that have to do with bagging groceries? Right, nothing. Now I understand when you're prepping food, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. I definitely understand that. But to put groceries in a bag, I have to cut my little hair. <laughs> like it it just didn't make sense. So Sweet. uh I, I I needless to say I ended up leaving mm-hmm. uh that too. Miss D? Oh, okay. Okay, so so uh, this was a very interesting topic and in discussion. And before we go, I have uh, just a summary that I'm going to uh, read to you guys about the Crown Act. The Crown Act um, is basically short for uh, creating a respectful and open world for natural hair. And it's a piece of legislation that aims to stop discrimination against natural hair types and styles. Especially those that are common among black people. Okay, it's its goal is to stop bias and unfair treatment in schools and jobs based on natural hair. Now, the Crown Act makes it illegal to treat people differently because they have braids, afros, twists, or locks. This encourages inclusion, variety, and cultural acceptance. It talks about how important it is to embrace cultural expressions through hair and questions, old beauty standards that have hurt marginalized groups more than others. That's what the Crown Act is. So remember that as you uh, listen to this this podcast, go back and listen to uh, the comments that these students made, the questions that they had. All the the education and knowledge that Jada have poured on us today. Let's give her a hand. Thanks, guys. (laughs) And we'll be back to you for another episode. And thanks for joining us for the Rebel Nation podcast. We out. Peace.